You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Daily And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's right. It's a Thursday, December the 7th, which means Michael Jenkins, my co-host, is a half-century year old today so everybody go wish jenks a happy birthday on every single social media platform uh jenks do you have anything um that you're going to treat yourself to on your birthday because i get it like the older Mm -hmm. you get you know you're not gonna throw yourself your own party like if somebody throws you a party that's one thing but you don't strike me as somebody who comes on here and says yes it's my birthday month everybody should be doing all of this for me but what about something small? Because I think this is what I do. It's like a day mm-hmm. where if you have an inkling, you're like, hey, I want to go get myself a coffee. I'm going to do it. So do you have any treats in mind for yourself? I will probably, I did. I treated myself a little bit last night and I had a really nice time because I'm such a bar fly and I went around the corner to my happy place and I sat down and I visited with a lot of people. It was a lot of love in the room with a lot of people that are just good friends of mine, just happened to be there. And we all sat around, met at guy who was from texas he was new at the bar and so we were talking he's a big tcu fan so i had some great conversations with people that was really nice Catherine came by and we sat down and, and caught up because i didn't get to see her yesterday and so that was nice that was a nice little couple hours there just to sort of sit around with some friends i think today i'll probably do something low-key i'll probably just order myself some wings or something i don't know treat myself to some sort of meal or something maybe nicer than that i don't know i'm pretty basic i'm pretty easy when it comes to things that i like or things that i appreciate so i'll probably call my mom order some nice food sit around nothing crazy honestly what counts as treating yourself because i have a problem with this Mm. i don't think it's treating yourself when you do it on like a regular basis because i'm like oh man it's a tuesday tuesday sucks i'm gonna go get myself a six dollar coffee which is not financially responsible i know this is Mm -hmm. why people don't buy houses um but i bought a house so suck it um (laughs) but what is something that you do that you think kind of justifies like or counts as treating yourself like do you get a fancy drink Cause that's one thing that can cost a lot of money that my husband yeah. does. He will get these fancy old fashions that are really cool. They come on like their yeah. own cart. Like if you're at a fancy restaurant and it's like an experience and I'm sure they taste amazing. Will you be ordering yourself any fancy martinis? 
actually, that's a great idea. I've actually, I've switched to the old fashioned since it's the fall. Ooh. Maybe I'll go back to the martini. Yeah. But as you say that, there is a place walking distance from my house and it's a little pricey, but I met the bartender there. I just popped in, I don't know, like a month or so ago. And an old fashioned, at least for me, you see them everywhere now, but to make a really good one is is an art, I think. It's hard for mm -hmm. someone to make a truly good old-fashioned because it's easy to make, but if you want to make a really good one, you have to spend time with it. And there was one bartender, and I popped into this place, and it was a little pricey like you were talking about. And I watched him. I was like, this looks really great. He goes, yeah, I actually I take a lot of time with these, and I actually have my own little way of of putting a twist on these but not making them too fancy and it was so good it was also so expensive but <laughs> worth it it was probably i think this drink was 22 dollars. that's an expensive oh. drink mm. well i mean it's not terrible if it's nice liquor have, yeah it was it was it was very nice it was a rye bourbon so it was very good so it wasn't terrible but also 22 dollars for one drink is kind of pricey but maybe I'll do something like that. Or I will say, looking forward, when I think about Texas playing possibly for the national championship or obviously they're playing in the Sugar Bowl, that's something I've looked ahead and said, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You never know when this is going to happen. And it's my birthday. I'm half a century old. This is something I will treat myself to. So that's probably where I will treat myself as opposed to doing something today. Oh, I forgot. You've already treated yourself. You've yeah, already treated yourself. Have, you will yeah. dog you. Jenks is going <laughs> to the semifinal matchup in the college football playoff yeah. between Texas and Washington. So let's do some nuggets on the college football playoff. Okay. We know the stage has been set. The four teams are Michigan, Texas, Washington, and Alabama. So let's do a little checkup on which way these lines are moving, because this is a little different of a scenario. Normally, we only have a week to look at these lines and kind of judge how they move, but now we have an extended period of time. So let's start with that. When you see the lines move in these games, do you think that you are reading into it more than you do regular games? Because also, we only have two, what, three college games left? So it just feels like the handle yeah. and the line movement is probably going to be a little bit more significant. Yes, I agree with you. And I will say that this is, as a Texas fan, I love to see all this money coming in on Washington. And I love to see all this money coming in on Alabama. If you're talking about Bama and Michigan in particular, I think Michigan is, and there is a reason why they are the favorites to win the national title. People just cannot get on board with the Wolverines. Michigan is great, and I understand it's Bama, but Bama has been here so many times, and there is a mystique around Alabama, and of course you're talking about Nick Saban, and I don't think people like Michigan anyway outside of Michigan because of the cheating scandal. And so people are thinking in a box here. They're thinking Alabama just knocked off mighty Georgia and that's a hell of a win Alabama also needed a fourth and 31 miracle against Auburn Alabama also lost to Texas now Alabama is much better now than they were early in the season there's no question about that they have figured out how to play Jalen Milrow but I feel like Michigan is not getting the credit they deserve 
They dominate the lines of scrimmage, both sides of the football. And I know their schedule hasn't been the greatest, but they beat Penn State. They beat Ohio State. So they have had challenges, and they have survived each and every time. I like Michigan. I'm going against the public here. (sighs) I think that's very brave. Going against Nick Saban as an underdog is not for the faint of heart. But you're right. Like, doesn't it feel like Michigan's the right side here? Like the team that everybody is kind of forgetting about just because they didn't have to play somebody tooth and nail in their conference championship game. Like Iowa was not scoring in that game. But I think you hit the nail on the head. I think their offensive line could go up against just about anybody. And when you can set up the run like that, I think it puts you in a really good position, especially when the nerves are going to be at an all-time high for these kids and for these college quarterbacks. Like, I don't think the moment's Mm going to be too big for Jalen Milrow. He has already played in a massive game against Georgia. But, like, we've seen the effects that this has on quarterbacks. Like, look at Bo Nix. He had the Heisman gift wrapped for him. And what did he do? Go out there and absolutely lose it against Washington. So I don't know which side I'm leaning here. But if you do like Michigan – I do think there's some value here because usually when Mm -hmm. you see a line open, what did it open at two and a half or three? When you get this many points in your favor, like you were getting a team that the odds makers thought was three point favorites. Now it almost to pick them like from a value standpoint alone, it feels like that might be the play, but going against public money can be like a little scary because when we see line movements like this in the NFL, we say, okay, that is the side. Do you think this is different because these games are so publicly bet that these lines are not necessarily moved by sharps, but just from a volume of casual betters? I, I think that is an exceptional point. Yes, that's exactly what I think is going on. Everyone wants to bet on these games, right? Why wouldn't you? It's college football playoff. It's been a mm-hmm. great season. You've got so many blue bloods here, three blue bloods. I know Washington isn't in that category, but you've got Bama, Michigan, Texas, who doesn't want to bet on these games? So, yes, and as soon as these lines came out, I'm sure the public jumped and said, oh, Alabama, I'm on Bama. Yeah, I I think this is public movement. I don't think this is sharp movement at all. And so I I will say as someone who is on the – I want Texas to win, even though I'm sort of on the public side with Washington, but I – I have a much stronger opinion when it comes to BAM and Michigan. I really like Michigan, and I really think the public sees Bama, and they see Saban, and they see SEC, and they see that one over Georgia, and you just get caught up in that, and you say, oh, it's BAM, it's BAM, it's BAMA, and you don't pay attention to the Big Ten. And the Big Ten clearly is not as strong as the SEC. We know that. But I don't think the discrepancy between Bama and Michigan is – is great at all. I think Michigan is the better team, but I think this is public movement. I think this is, again, it's, there's something about Nick Saban and Bama that it's, they have dominated the college football landscape for Mm -hmm. years, which is a credit to Saban. He's the goat for a reason. So doesn't it just feel right to put your money? If you're a casual better on Bama and Saban after they beat Georgia, of course you are. Of course. I feel like the public's coming and saying, of course I'm on Bama. Forget Michigan, it's the SEC, but I just think it's the wrong side. I feel like this is similar to back when people would bet on the Patriots just because of Tom Brady. It is the squarest argument in the book, but you know what? Sometimes they were right. 
that's why I keep flipping on this one because yes, well, it's Nick Saban. Like it's a square <laughs> argument, but at the same time, Nick Saban's been really successful. So I yes, get what they're no saying. Doubt. So I think I'm going to sit out a side on that one. So let's go to the next game. Let's go to Washington right. and Texas. Like you said, the public's all over Washington in this one. 67% of the tickets and 65% of the handle on Washington in the points. They're getting four against Texas. And 82% of the tickets and 75% of the handle mm. is on Washington Moneyline plus 155. Now, this is a game where I feel like we're going to see a lot of points in this mm -hmm. one. I might just take the over and not pick a side here. But, Jenks, you've laid it out for us. We think Washington probably stands a chance in this game. Four feels yes. like a dead number to me, but tell us why Washington could present some problems to this Texas defense. Here's the thing with Texas is the better team. I, I believe that. I think Texas is the better overall team. However, sometimes a team's strength matches up perfectly against another team's weakness. And the way you can beat Texas, you cannot run on Texas. If you want to run on Texas, good luck best defensive line in the country Tavondre sweat byron murphy those are nfl caliber players but you can throw on texas and texas has a very good secondary but i was saying this last night talking to my friends because we were talking about texas and washington you hear this at least a couple times during each and every texas game oh and he is wide open they have at least a couple of busted coverages each and every single game, and you cannot afford to do that against Michael Penix Jr. And now they're completely healthy. They have, what, two, three legitimate NFL wide receivers. I just Texas has a chance. There's no question. They are favored for a reason. They're playing their best football of the season. And I, I do think there's a possibility that we see a shootout, and it's back and forth, back and forth, and this one goes down to who has the ball last. That's definitely a possibility here. But I think Washington's strength of throwing those crossing routes and being able to throw pinpoint passes downfield is going to be able to strike Texas right at, at the place where you can beat them. So I, as much as I love my horns, I would lean Washington. I will say this. It makes me feel better that everyone seems to be on Washington because this is how Vegas makes money, right? Everyone's on one side, but the other side is actually the right call. So that gives me a little bit of hope, but I understand why people are on the Huskies. Oh, for sure. And I said at the top of the segment, there's only three college football games left. And I'm looking at my sportsbook app and I'm like, oh, wait, there's a ton of games that I have to scroll <laughs> through. Yes, there is bowl season <laughs> left, but three like college games that actually matter for the championship is what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, I'd be with you. Uh, I do think we see a lot of points here, especially when you have two top line quarterbacks. Like, doesn't that feel like the play when... In college football, it almost feels like that's the cheat code. It does not mm -hmm. matter to me like how good your defensive backs are in college. It just doesn't seem like the depth's there, especially when you have more than one good receiver, which is what Washington mm -hmm. has. Don't they have three? They are probably yeah. going to the NFL. So it's they like sure even do. if you have one good corner, like you're going to leave the other ones open. So it just feels like you either look at a team total for Washington or you just play the over and hope both offenses score. What about Texas uh, red zone defense? Because I can see this being a game where maybe the sabotage factor for the over is both teams accumulate a lot of yards, but they don't score yes. the touchdowns. That's exactly right. Now, I will say this. If, if you want to back Texas, the case for Texas is you give 
you give Sark a month to get ready, as good mm-hmm. as he is crafting an offensive game plan, he might be able to carve up that Washington defense all game long, and then the Texas defense only needs a couple of stops in the red zone, and that might be the difference because Sarkeesian, as we know, is a genius when it comes to crafting offensive game plans. So that is the case for Texas, that they just outscore Washington. Oh, for sure. I think whatever Sark has planned for this game will look much better than what Dan Lanning had planned in the (laughs) Pac-12 championship game. What are you doing, man? Throw the ball down the field. All right, we've got to get to break. An interesting headline you'll want to hear. Is gambling ruining the housing market? That's next on The Daily Tip. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Hour two of The Daily Tip rolls on. We'll have a look at Thursday night football between the Patriots and the Steelers. We've got a total of 30 points. Al Michaels might quit on the spot for this game. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) It might be a travesty, but we will give you our best picks and our best bets. Speaking of gambling, I feel like every week there is another person pointing their finger at sports betting and saying, this is the downfall of society, sports betting on your phone. And so add another to that list. Uh, There was... A person that went on CNBC, and she is somebody who has a pretty solid resume. She is known as the Oracle of Wall Street. Her name is, I believe, Meredith Whitney. Uh, Let me make sure I am getting that right. But anyway, she was on CNBC, and she was looking at the housing market and how retail spending has really gone down in the past few years. And it makes sense because you look at the economy and also the mortgage rates. But she is also seeing the rapid increase of sports betting. And I think she's trying to make a correlation between the two. So the headline we got out of this was the Oracle of Wall Street says men aren't having sex because of sports betting. Have yourself a listen (laughs) to this soundbite. Staying with the consumer, our next guest points out that spending and leisure has experienced rapid growth this year. And the rise of sports betting is one main reason. That growth in betting isn't just impacting spending. It could also have a lasting impact on the housing market. Joining us now is Meredith Whitney. Sports betting has only been legal outside of uh, Nevada for five years. So in five years, it's gone from one state being legal to 29 plus the District of Columbia. So it's had meteoric growth. Um, You understand why. You have this massive secular wave behind it. So the negative impact is that it's all young men. And I parallel that with or dovetail that with Pew Research, which says that 63% of young men are single. And that's the highest it's ever been. And 50% of those young men have no interest in dating, not even casually. And 30% of those men, or 30% of young men, say they have not had sex in over a year and don't seem to care. Ha. What a stupid correlation. <laughs> You're a, a semi young man. What's your take on this? Well, this is a stupid correlation. What an absolutely dumb thing to say. Just because two things are happening at the same time doesn't mean they're necessarily correlated at all. 
or there's some sort of causation involved. Let me tell you something. I was out there, all right? Have you been out there? Have you tried to date? Because before I met the lovely Catherine, between my divorce and finding the lovely Catherine, I can tell you so many stories. I've told the Cadillac story. I met that one girl who all she wanted to do was tell me <laughs> about the Cadillac that she drove. I asked again, well, it's a Cadillac. I'm like, okay, you're out. Cool. I dated some girl, 24, not probably bad idea right there. She was getting me into twin flames, said she was going to break up with her boyfriend to be with me. That didn't happen. That was a bad decision on my part. It was terrible. Should not have gotten involved there. There was another girl I met that I was kind of involved with. And I had a friend of mine sit me down and say, hey, I got to talk to you. This girl is doing to you what your ex-wife did to you, and you don't see it because you're in the middle of it. And I need you to get out. It's happening again. She is studying your ex-wife so that she can do the same thing to you. You know why she bought a house here in D.C.? Because of you. She is trying to God. grab you right now. All this happened in the span of oh, 2020 was something else. Let me tell you, man. Oh, my God. Anyway, the point is this. I'm not saying I'm not blaming women. I'm not blaming guys. I'm just saying as someone who for a year was out there in the woods just trying to meet people. It was one bad experience after another. I went on a couple dates, which were which were nice, and I met some nice girls, weren't for me. But on the whole, trying to date in this day and age, and I am older now, so maybe I'm out of the loop, I was blown away by what I experienced and what I saw. It has nothing to do with sports gambling. It's 2023. People are on their phones. They have crazy expectations. Remember that list that came out? And again, this is not shaming women, but remember that list came out where women were talking about 30 things that you cannot do on a first date? I'm like, what can you do then? So I just think it's the period in which we live. I don't think this has anything to do with sports gambling. And that is my rant on this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, let's look at the past few years. Is there anything else that could have affected the economy and the housing market? Oh, I don't know. How about a global pandemic? You don't yes. think this had anything to do with that? This reminds me of one of the earliest examples that I remember learning about what which was a story about fake causation and the incorrect assumption of correlation and my teacher was saying okay so they're researching the rise of crime rates as the temperatures rise you know when the temperatures get right. hotter for some reason the crime rates are going up they said coincidentally the sales of ice cream are going up as well therefore ice cream is mm -hmm. causing more crime this is exactly what this lady is doing she is taking right. two unrelated events and making them seem correlated when they're mm -hmm. not 
I just feel like there are so many other factors at play. Number one being uh, COVID and the global pandemic where everybody had to sit at home and, you know, people are on their phones because what else is there to do? So I Mm -hmm. feel like it's making people more isolated. It is more hard. It's harder to be social when you've had this period of time, especially in the formative years. Like, luckily, this wasn't our college experience. Can you imagine going to college through this and how stunted it would have made your social growth? Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head because you're talking about a very formative time in your life, right? Where you are developing Mm -hmm. social skills. You're learning common courtesy. You're learning protocol when it comes to ordering a drink or getting some food or how to handle any sort of situation where you're applying for a job, whatever it is. And those things just sort of got lost in the ether. And to your point, at a friend of mine who's a bartender say, there is this younger generation, this pocket where they just have no idea how to interact with one another, nor how to order a drink or show common courtesy because they they just got lost. They got lost in their phones. They had nothing to do, nowhere to go. And so this developmental period that they should have had never happened for them. So now imagine if you're trying to interact with someone and you're trying to date someone, well, if you're during this period when you were supposed to have this, this development that didn't happen, you're not used to interacting. You don't know how to do it. What you do know is how to grab your phone or how to post something because like you were saying, that's all you could do. So it's such a stretch to say, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's the growth of sports gambling. It, do- it doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Here's what I hate about the finger pointing at people who bet on sports, because it mm-hmm. almost feels like how people used to stereotype people who smoke weed. And I think that right. we have gotten away from that. Like not every person who smokes marijuana is sitting on their couch doing nothing and eating a bag of Doritos, even though that sounds kind of nice. And I would like to do that this weekend. Um, but it it feels like they are grouping everybody into this category of these are just degenerates. And believe me, they're mm-hmm. certainly degenerates. But Jenks, I asked some of our bosses for the demographics on our listeners. We are a sports mm-hmm. betting show. And most of our listeners, just by the numbers, have a higher level of education. They have completed a college degree. They're making over $100,000. Their interests are luxury goods. So I just feel like they are stereotyping the betting community kind of wrongly here. Like, I know there's plenty of degenerates, but they're not all like that. No, not at all. And and you make a good point when it comes to weed. I'm, I'm someone who likes to smoke, but it helps me with anxiety. I have a medical card. I went to a doctor. I got early on, I had to have a MRI to prove that I actually have back problems. And then I had to give, I had to showcase doctor's orders that I got from years ago. Like, yeah, he has anxiety issues, whatever. But it, it's helped me tremendously. But it, it has impeded my ability to do my job. I'm not sitting on my couch and eating pork rinds. Although, like you said, <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good day. I might just do that one of these days. But there is there is an unfair stereotype when it comes to that, but also sports gambling in that, you know, look at it from a broader perspective. Anytime, whether it's drinking, whether it's smoking, cigarettes, weed, whether it's gambling, 
there there can always be a healthy balance. Anything that you partake in, there's always a danger of taking it too far. But right. like anything, with any with anything, okay? So at the same time, you can also draw a line and say, this is something I enjoy doing, but this is where I stop, and that's okay. But I think it's it's trying to break down that old stereotype that you're talking about where, oh, my God, if you're gambling, you must be like, – I love to gamble. I It has not impacted my ability to pay my bills. It has not impacted my ability to go out and enjoy myself, to go on vacation, to pay for my home because I have the discipline to say – I like doing this, but I'm not going to overstep. So you can say that about anything. Oh, my God. If you smoke, well, smoking's not great for you. But if you drink, you're drunk. That's not true. <laughs> great example. <laughs> you know, if if you gamble. It's not oh going to kill you're you. You're, you're losing your money. That's, that's, not, that's not true. There, there, there are degrees to everything, and you can draw a line and say, okay, that's that's enough, and it's fine. There's one last quote from this appearance that Meredith Whitney did that I would like to say, because I think it is hilarious. She said, you quote, um, or quote, you have young men who don't want to date and young women who are spending all their time with Instagram moments at Taylor Swift concerts. And what I would like to say, this is where Taylor Swift enters the fold. And she is the great mender of both sides because now that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are together, maybe we can bring those two communities together. <laughs> and maybe we are not doomed as a society after all. And maybe that is why Taylor Swift is Times Person of the Year. Oh gosh. <laughs> Let me just point out that when Time chooses a person of the year, and this is a message for all you Swifties out there. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a person who has had an incredible positive impact. It's just someone who's had an impact. Because if you look back at who they've named over time, they're people of the year, persons of the year. Sometimes it's someone who is not great. It's just someone who's had an impact. Now, Taylor's positive. It's fine. But this idea that, oh, it's Taylor because she's the greatest human, the greatest person that's not how that award is handed out. It's not It's not the meaning behind it. The meaning is you've had a huge impact. For better or worse, you've had a significant impact because you know this is going to be used to say, see, she's the best times person of the year, the best person ever, Taylor Swift. I like Taylor, but let's not go overboard here. Right. The award also, who's wasn't... reading time anymore? The award no wasn't one. handed down by God. Like, it's time. Like, it is a right. subjective opinion of who was the person of the year. Although she is very popular and has a lot of influence. So I get it. Whatever. Uh, we said we would get to some Thursday night football plays, so I guess we'll do that. Um, I think I would lean <laughs> towards the under here. You laugh at you. the total here. It is 30. But good God, I don't think I want to talk about this game for more than three minutes. You've got the Patriots. Well, you got the Steelers, two absolutely unwatchable offenses. Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I'll take the under here at thirty. I'm not. I, I, I'm quitting sports gambling because I'm not <laughs> having any sex. You know, I'm not doing anything. I I can't buy a house now. <laughs> you know, because I've been sports betting so much. The bedroom has been empty for me. I'm basically <laughs> living from couch to couch. And it's all because of sports betting. I've got to stop, Chelsea. 
So that lady, what a what a salient point that was. I've got to get my life in order. And you know what? Once I stop, if I can pull myself away from making sports bets each and every day, maybe I'll find a relationship. Maybe I'll live the American dream and get a home. So it's time for me to quit. I'm quitting right here on live radio. Oh, what a an adult move. Thank you for your service. And as a suburban mom who owns a house, I feel like I bet on sports. You're not looking at me. Like, I know I'm not the norm, but still, there are people out there who are not doing this. But final play, I'm going to go Deontay Johnson over his receiving prop of 41 and a half receiving yards. He's getting the targets when Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback every single game. When Mitch Trubisky has started dating back to last year, it's been Deontay Johnson who gets all of the targets. The matchup is good. The Patriots are giving up the eighth most receiving yards to opposing wide receivers. And this is a low number, 41 and a half. Yeah, let's play that. And then we can change the channel. All right, coming back after the break here on The Daily Tip. Time for some big plus money. It's a show parlay. Hopefully it doesn't ruin your life. That's next on The Daily Tip. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. And we are back. And I just had a little bit of a coughing spell right before we went on. And I had the Sophie's choice of looking across my desk and the only thing other than coffee, which is not great when you're coughing, like doesn't feel very soothing, is this cup of water that's been sitting there for maybe two weeks. How long Ugh. is water good for? Like it's water. It doesn't expire right, but it's looking kind of murky over there. So I was like, okay, uh. Tessa, do I drink this two-week-old water over there just because I need some water and I don't have any other water on my desk? Or do I just cough it out and hope it gets better? What's the oldest water you've ever drank? <laughs> the oldest water I've ever drank. Hmm. I think, honestly, it's weird that you asked this question. I think it was over the weekend. Well, it was when I got back from South Carolina. I had a huge tumbler in the of water, which I'll carry around with me at home to stay hydrated. And I put it in the refrigerator before I left. And then I was gone for like four days and I came back, which four days doesn't seem like that long. But then I came back. I was like, I wonder if this water is any good. It's been sitting around. So I tried it. Seemed fine. Seemed like it was okay. But I feel like after a while, it has to go. I mean, not necessarily go bad, but it's not fresh, right? You're saying I have it's no murky. idea. I don't know. Well, because like, I think the cup wasn't especially clean. Um, oh, maybe. I don't know. Like, it just looks a little murky. Maybe it's just the light hitting it in a certain way. But seriously, does water have an expiration date? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Like, if people drink so. from, like, streams and creeks, like, yeah. think about that water. Like, is it fresh? No. But, like, dogs drink it all the time. I am recalling oh. one of my memories of being, like, a horse girl. And I remember when I was, okay. like, eight. And you know how people are, like, germaphobes these days. And they're like, oh, oh yeah. don't eat that. It, it was on the ground for half a second. 
when I was little, I used to drink out of the horse trough. Like this is rainwater. This is, you know, a horse's mouth was in it. And I was like, you know what? The house is a ways away. So I'm just going to drink out of this horse trough. Uh, And you you know what? I'm still alive. You would crawl up on all fours next to the horse (laughs) and put your head down into the trough and be like, just like the horse. Is this what I'm hearing? No, I didn't have horse tendencies. It's just I was thirsty. (laughs) And like our barn was like a long ways away from the house. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is I am still standing here today. I did not die. And here's the other dangerous thing I feel like I've done. When I know you don't have a car, but I have a car and there's like bottles of water that just kind of float around in the backseat. Like sometimes I'll take a drink out of them. And I'm like, wow, that didn't taste very good. Might have been there for a while, but you know what? I'm still standing. This is how I'm going to describe you from now on. Well, she's great at sports betting. She lives in Hendersonville. She has a beautiful little girl. Her husband played Major League Baseball. And she has horse tendencies. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That would be my Room Raiders profile. Didn't we do this on the show once? Remember those MTV shows where they they would have like bonkers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little uh, tidbits about them. Like they would try to make them as crazy as possible. And they'd be like... Uh, Clarissa is 21. She graduated with a degree in marketing. She works at Starbucks, once made out with a ketchup bottle. And you're like, Clarissa? (laughs) 4.0 GPA, close with her family, has a tail. What? What are you talking (laughs) about? (laughs) They would, I know exactly what you're talking. The last bullet point would always be the kicker. Exactly. So do you have one of those tidbits that you would put on your Room Raiders profile? Like, what's a weird thing about you that nobody knows? Spill the beans, birthday boy. (laughs) Let's see. What is something weird about? Well, that's not weird. I'm trying to think. We can come back to you. Uh, Yeah. Should we come back at the end? Yeah. I would say the weird thing about you is horse tendencies. I don't know. I mean, that's horse tendencies. That's That's a fine bullet point right there. Yeah, the term is horse girl. I was a horse girl growing up. Like, that's what it was. People know what that is, and I was definitely that. We were also talking about when I was eight, so this was not like last week at Target. All right, so we promised a show parlay, and we're going to deliver, damn it. We haven't hit one of these all year. We have been one leg off, it feels like, every single time. So let's do it. Let's try to make some big plus money. Each person on the staff here is going to give you a leg, and we're going to try to go 5-0. and oh. So, Matt, let's start with you. Your parlay picks have been really good. Uh, it's never you that's usually the problem. So what's your play for the parlay? Usually it's not my me that's the problem, but last week it, it, it was me. Brandon and I used Oh, it was you. Oh, yeah, Brandon and I used 45 yards and a touchdown in the first quarter and a half and then decided – I'm just not going to catch another ball this entire game. So, yeah, not great. So, yeah, hoping for a better outcome this week. This game that I'm choosing, the Colton Bengals, this total opened at 43.5, which is where it is now, and I'm playing the over. It got down to 40.5 earlier in the week because of weather concerns, but I guess Cincinnati got a good weather report yesterday because it skyrocketed right back up to 43.5. So I'm going to play the over. I like it. 
I believe in Jake Browning, and I think that he can pass on just about anybody. So let's go. Points in that Colts and Bengals matchup. Next up, uh, David has to play an NFL game because there are no college games this week. So, David, where are you going? I mean, I'll have to play an NFL game. I could have went FCS with you guys. <laughs> if I really Could've. wanted to uh. little South Dakota state, ladies and gentlemen, anybody, anybody, but I decided to rip They're the, always in it. Right. Exactly. But I decided to rip the bandaid off for us all tonight. So if it hits tonight, we're still in it. If it doesn't, we're out. I'm taking Steelers Patriots under 30. Listen, I think by the end of this game, you might see Malik Cummings and Mason Rudolph on the field for both teams. That's how bad these offenses are, and that's how good these defenses are. I think somebody's getting hurt tonight. Uh, somebody's getting hurt, and we have to watch those offenses? Ah. That sounds absolutely brutal. But it is nice if you have a parlay and the first leg hits you know, on Thursday. That is a nice way to go into the weekend. And, Bill, last week I believe you were our first winner. Uh, if I'm remembering the weeks correctly, I think you had UNC up big over yeah. some school. I don't remember. It was in college basketball, uh, but looks like you're going with college football. I guess we do have a game this week and you're picking it. Yeah, Carolina. Actually, Carolina over Northern Iowa was two weeks ago. Last week, I was on Michigan uh. 22 and a half over Iowa. But yes, you were correct. I, I was the first one to do the Thursday night one. Yeah, I'm going Navy over Army on the money line plus 120. This is a game Navy does not want Army to be able to get the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. It will stay with Air Force if Navy wins. They can't win it, but if they had their choice, they'd much rather have Air Force have that thing than Army. So I'm going to go with Navy and uh, was talking with Chris Mack, who's going to join us a little bit later on the show, and he's with me. Better special teams, better defense. Let's go Navy. I have more friends of mine that have been midshipmen than uh, Black Knight. So I'm going to go with Navy on the money line this weekend. Love it. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, all right, next up, Jenks. Um, I almost thought you were picking Texas here, but I read it wrong. No. So you're not picking no. Texas, but a Texas team. I am playing the Texans down from four and a half to three, laying the juice at minus 149. I know Bill's like, just get as much money as possible. Look, it's still... 23 to 1. We got to win. Somebody's <laughs> got to lay the juice. It's going to be me. Guess who is starting for the Jets this weekend? Zach Wilson. Robert Sala made the announcement yesterday. <sighs> awesome. The Jets have lost, what, five straight? They've lost each of those games by at least four points. They're playing for nothing. The Texans are trying to make the playoffs here. They can win by a field goal and beat Zach Wilson. Texans minus three. I'll lay a little juice. Minus 149. Doesn't matter. All I'm looking for is a winner because if our parlay hits, it's still 23 to one. I don't think anybody is going to push back on you going against Zach Wilson and the Jets. Like I got no complaints here. And uh, that does not feel like a team that I would want to back. So I see why you like the Texans there. As for me, I'm going to go with the best game probably on the slate. I'm going to take the Chiefs on the money line over the Bills. Home game for the Chiefs. Chiefs have been excellent in this situation. Coming off a loss in the Patrick Mahomes era, the Chiefs are 18-3 and three straight up. So we are avoiding the spread here, even though this number is quickly going down. This line now one and a half 
But still, I'll take the more dependable team uh, who's been great in this situation over a Bills team that has been very inconsistent. Yes, the Bills have high-end potential, but is this a team you can depend on week in and week out? No, it's not. So I'll go the Chiefs on the money line here. So here's the parlay. We've got the over 43 and a half in Colts Bengals, Steelers Patriots under 30, Navy money line plus 120 over Army, Texans minus three over the Jets, and Chiefs money line minus 125 over the Bills. Combined odds, that is 23 to 1 for the parlay. A $25 bet would win $578. So we've got a couple of minutes left. Now it's time to stir the pot. Gentlemen, does anybody have a problem with any of these parlay legs? Do we want to veto one out? Speak now or forever hold your peace. I mean, it has to be Army Navy, right? Yeah, I know. I yeah, mean, you know, that, it's, it's no. because it's a rivalry. It's, a, game. it's Army yeah, Navy. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports. You Huge just risk. never know. Yeah. All they care about is beating one another. That, right. that is it. So I think that's just your one sabotage factor because this will be it, it will be low scoring, but it will be as intense as it always is. Yeah, I will say the one nugget on that game, the meetings between those two teams, 16 and one to the under. And yeah. guess when the over hit? It was last year when we went into that game knowing it was 16 and 0 to the under. Previous it was double overtime last, last year, year too. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Double overtime. I about that. Yep. I remember that game. That's what I was, killed it. Uh, I was at my mom's and I was watching on like the smallest TV ever that had like a twist style on it. And I was like screaming at it. I was like, God, should never yell at our servicemen like this. But here I am. I'm just a better. All right. Coming back after the break, NBA in-season tournament odds. Who wins it all? Next on the Daily Tip. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.